welcome to another episode of What's What BR. Today we've got two of our veterans, as I just said, our favorites. Uh, we've got Major Don and we've got Greg Merriweather. How are you guys? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, good to see you again. Uh, thank you for having us again. Absolutely. Yeah, no. You guys, uh, needless to say, I don't know who to check in with first who's going to have, you know, more of what's going on. I think both of you are the know on everything, but um, Major Don, I guess start over there with you guys. You know, I know you guys are probably slammed. We've all been, you know, last time, you know, I think it was one of the last times we talked, it was like we're headed to Lake Charles back and forth. You know, yes. we're going all over, and then now it's like we're here in our own backyard. So. We are. So, yeah, we've we activated the Dick's Day after the hurricane. So we've been we've been running and gunning and serving people, uh, making sure people's needs are met. We're grateful to the folks down at Lamar Dixon for um, donating us a great amount of space that we can headquarter out of. Um, we've had about 25 disaster um, mobile feeding units that have come from all over from Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, um, the Carolinas, and, and our own Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi area, who since Tuesday after the hurricane have been out serving meals. Um, the last numbers I saw, we've served about just shy of 300,000 meals um, to people across Southern Louisiana, just from our location. Um, that doesn't count what the Salvation Army's been doing in New Orleans. So yes, we've been, we've been actively involved. Yeah. That, I'm exhausted just hearing all of it. <laughs> I was exhausted. Well, we're, we're right. grateful. The Salvation Army has a great team. Um, I'm a Kansas boy. I, it's hard for me to say, thank you, Texas. Thank you, Oklahoma. Um, but when, when we needed help to show up, um, they came running to our rescue. Um, the Salvation Army strategically placed a large amount of disaster response equipment in Texas and in Florida. So as we know, these events happen all the time down here on the Gulf Coast and along the East Coast. So the Salvation Army can respond very quickly. Um, as the hurricane kind of, you know, ended early Monday, um, the team started rolling in on Monday um, during the day. And by Tuesday, we were up serving meals to people in need and getting them out into communities all over the South. Wow. It's incredible. How's things uh, shaking for you, Greg? I know it's been, I saw you doing this like around the clock. I don't think you ever slept. We had a bunch of coverage that you were, you know, right there, you know, with everybody on how are things in your world? Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just like everybody else. We've, we've been busy. Um, the, the big, the big part of this uh, for us, from uh, at least from a television standpoint, is just getting the word out to the folks that uh, you know that there's still a need and that there's still people that uh, you know are suffering here. Um, one of our colleagues did a story just last night of a, a man and a uh, you know a daughter still sleeping in their car in the uh, parishes down by the coast, and, and it's just mm-hmm. you know while we pretty much dodged a bullet here in Baton Rouge, uh, still plenty of our people in our viewing area in our capital region. Uh, still took a pretty good hit on the chin, but uh, we kind of dodged most of the bullets here. So that put us in a position to help out people. And it keeps us in a position to at least get out the word that help is still needed. A lot of times the, the national folks, I'm from Kentucky originally. And so my family, you know, they check on you right when it's happening and when it's on the weather channel. But once the weather channel and the national folks move on, 
a lot of people think that we're healed here in Louisiana and the Gulf Coast, and that was just not the case always. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. I've gotten a number of emails. Like they start about two weeks, maybe ten days after you know the event is going on, and it's they're supplying that they're like it's over. You know what I mean? Like the event's mm-hmm. over with, and everything's done. Um, but I have to tell them like, no, things are still happening. You know, things are still going on. Have y'all seen? You know, some of that you got to remind people. Oh yeah, I mean, we, we definitely we, we've got to tell people, you know, that like you said, there's still people that really do need a lot of help. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of pressure we've got to put on FEMA to really, you know, do right by the folks and you know the people in Louisiana and the people that uh, deal with the Salvation Army. Nobody really is looking for a handout. I mean, it, it's literally just can you help us out right now? And, and when it, as it relates to the federal response, you know, th- these are our federal tax dollars that we need to see back here in Louisiana to help us out and a lot of times there's a lot of shortcoming in that and you know, a lot of red tape and that's where the tremendous folks in Salvation Army and the churches, they're able to get in in between that red tape and just help folks. Because I mean, if you waited on your next meal from FEMA or the federal government, you would be waiting a long time. But as you heard the major say there, you know, 300,000 meals that came from somebody stepping in and, and just really getting the job done when the chips are down. It sounds cliche, but it, it really is true. It's, you know, let's get in, let's get our hands dirty, let's touch these people, physically touch them, pat them on the back, give them a good word and a hot meal, and, you know, they're moving on to repairing their home or whatever it may be. Absolutely. How was, you know, Reggie, how was it? I think a lot of times people, you know, think that, you know, we think of all, you know, the victims, which is, you know, A, where we've got to think, but it's also you've got all these people like yourself that are helping you know, people. And it's, you know, when these people come from out of town, they don't come with, you know, they're not dragging an apartment behind them. You know, I've seen pictures, these guys are on cots, you know, and then they became, you know, the people that come to help become need just as much help as the people that they're here to help. And I think sometimes people forget about that. You know, that it's like that guy didn't bring, you know, he didn't bring all the food with him that he needed for the week and he doesn't have a bed and he's still got, you know, we've got to help him now. So it, it helps the problem, but it also makes the problem larger, I guess. Yeah. We had about 30 or 35 um, people housed here at our facility um, who were serving. So when they were done at the end of the day, they'd come here. Some of them in real beds um, in our in our drug and alcohol program that we had some open beds. Many of them just sleeping on stand-up cots that we mm-hmm. put up. We tore down our chapel, put up cots so they'd have room um, to have at least a safe place inside to sleep at night. And um, one of the things we got privileged of doing every day is taking a hot meal down to all the volunteers every day at Lamar Dixon as they came in after being out literally all day um, serving people and taking care of people. Um, our kitchen brought down um, food for them every day so they could all sit and kind of relax and unwind and um, have something to eat before they went and got a little sleep and started all over again. Same story, different day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one of the is, things, if I can just throw in there, that makes us a little different, you know, not that anybody's any better, we're just all different in how it is, is the Salvation Army being really faith-based people. Part of the crews that we have that go out are people who all they do is emotional and spiritual care. Um, for people who've been touched by the hurricane. 
And so our people are trained just to go out while other people are feeding. Um, they're talking to people, praying with people um, and encouraging them, giving them a good word that, that God's with them. Um, and even in the midst of difficulty to keep looking for how God's working things out for them. And um, that's probably one of the best things that we do, really. I mean, you, feeding is all great and all those things. But sometimes when you're just really hurt, you just need somebody to listen um, and give you a word of encouragement. That's a breath of fresh air right there because that's you don't hear enough people say those things, you know, that people do need, you know, some help there and they do need some guidance. And sometimes they just need somebody to talk to and just yeah. somebody, you know, I can remember I've told the story, you know, kind of when the middle of the height of the pandemic, I can remember it was like everybody in my house would get to sleep and everything was done and everything would kind of get quiet. And then I would just sit there and just think, I'm like, this is really happening. You know, and it's mm -hmm. when no one's there. And sometimes you just need somebody to, yeah, it's happened. It's happening. And you know what? We're going to help you get through it. Yeah. You know, and then that's what pushes them. So what can we do to help? What is it you guys need? You know, what can we hopefully rally the community? You know, it's always we need hands. We need bodies. You know, those kind of things. You know, but is it? You know, is it some more food? Is it some more people? You know, where is it? Like you said, I think even some people in our own communities are starting to forget. Like you said, we were spared. Kind of Greg said, we kind of dodged a little bit of a bullet. And it's like, yeah, I've got to get my roof fixed. But, you know, I talked I talked the other day with a guy from tourism. And he was explaining to me how, like, Grand Isle still doesn't have running water. You know, like, they've got a barge that they're pumping water. You know, they get fresh water, put it at the barge, and they're, like, they're pumping it through. But these guys, you know, they don't even have enough water pressure to get a shower. You know, they're able to get, you know, a bath, you know, in some of these areas, but like something like that, I was like, I could, I'd love to help, but I don't even know how to help that situation. What do you guys see working? Well, Major, before we even get to the immediate needs that we need here, you know, the calendar never stops. And I'm sorry, I'm in my car, but it's raining up. The calendar never stops. So we've got Christmas we got Thanksgiving right around the corner, literally. Salvation Army really is big. Really making sure the families make out the day on the Tuesday holiday. That's also a time where everybody gets together. While some of the celebrations won't be the same, they'll still go on. So a lot of our friends and family out there that are able to see this, that's kind of where we'll need some help going forward. Is yes, there's immediately still left over from the storm. It's still going on, but eventually... We'll be looking at our industry programs, several fundraisers we've got coming up that kind of keep all this other stuff going. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Greg. You know, even as I was talking, I was so laser focused back down to, you know, the immediate, you know, storm. But like you said, it's we've got, you know, families that, you know, have a need at Christmas. And we've got, you know, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Like all of these things, you know, were just right there upon us and it's going to be hard because a lot of people have suffered you know last year we talked you know people were suffering with the pandemic so how much could they really you know help and then now we've got you know then we went through you know laura and then we went through like we've taken a beating down here but yeah. we're all still here you know we really have um yeah major John, didn't your uh didn't the head you know of salvation army come down i was yeah. you know we were talking through proxy and we were trying to make some things happen for you. We, we were. just couldn't, just couldn't get it together. Yeah. And his time here. Yeah. But our, our national commander um, was here for a couple of days, spent some time um, in Gonzales and down in Homa. And then he went over to new Orleans 
um, as well as our territorial commander has has been here. So um, yeah, the 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 brass of the Salvation Army has been fully engaged in in what's happening here. Um, let me just swing back for just a moment and say um, there's lots of things that people can do. Um, you, you hate to say it kind of like this, but the truth is it's money. At the end of the day, um, we still have bills to pay. There's food that needs to be done. There's going to be long-term helping people in recovery um, with rent and utilities and food and keeping people in a safe place. And the truth of the matter is um, our buying power together is bigger than an individual's buying power. Um, so to, to just to be able to donate whatever you can, while maybe small to you, added with everybody else's becomes very powerful um, in letting us do the things that we do. Because um, at the end of the day, um, there's still bills to pay. There's still people that, you know, have to be taken care of. And um, it just doesn't, you know, there's not a magic tree in our backyard we get to pick. Um, we're like everybody else and, and things have to be taken care of. And, and we are so fortunate for a very generous community um, from foundations and grants that have come in that so far have kept us moving. But as we said, this is going to be a long time um, getting this part resolved from the hurricane. I think the thing that I'm reminded of, especially in this, is I've been out and about and driving and helping and serving um, so many areas of Southern Louisiana are people who live in real poverty every day, um, living in really difficult situations all the time. It's the way of life that they have, um, and it's difficult. And then you put this on top of it, um, that maybe they were living in a little trailer home park because it's all they had. Um, and now much of that's been damaged. Um, and they're their resources and their sphere gets really small um, when these big things happen. So those are a lot of the people we have to be mindful of, those people who don't have the money to evacuate, those people who don't have the ability to have somewhere else to go. This was all they had. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and unless you've kind of driven in some of the deepest kind of out of the way places in Southern Louisiana and get off the interstate, um, we're, we're a state, as we know, it's one of the poorest states in the United States. Um, and that's a challenge for them, especially in these big moments. Tell me that not to, you know, jump, you know, a subject, but along, you know, maybe the same vein. And by no means do I want to kind of run this in, you know, Greg's house is kind of not an investigative, you know, question. But it does seem to me that, you know, our population in Baton Rouge of, you know, the homeless has grown you know, considerably, you know, like, is it that we're just now seeing it? Am I just opening my eyes or is it, you know, is there something, is there a greater need, you know, in the community that seems like over the last maybe year or so that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. I, I feel like I see a lot more of it now where it used to not be as prevalent, you know, and I know that it's always been there and you guys have always done things to help, but is, is there becoming a greater need in the community or are we becoming, you know, kind of a stopping point or is it that we've helped so good that a lot of people are showing up because we have such great help? Do you want to take that, Greg? You want me to take it? <laughs> was that loaded? Or we just yeah. skip it no. right now. I honestly <laughs> no. think it's probably a whole nother conversation for a whole nother show um, to talk about the homeless <laughs> issue. There's no doubt it's growing and there's probably a, a lot of reasons for that. Um, that, but at the end of the day, we're housing people, feeding people, 
um, doing our best to take care of the needs of people who are who, who need a place to be and a place to be safe. A place yeah, to I, think a people, dignity. I think a lot of people forget that the Salvation Army, one of our main things uh, that we do is take care of people with drug and alcohol issues. And obviously with the pandemic, a lot of people have had a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of issues, and they rely more on those type of things. And so, we, you know, we just in Baton Rouge alone, we've seen overdoses uh, almost at a record high. So we know the drug use, drug use is really, really rampant. And, and that's a big part of the people that we touch with the Salvation Army. So that kind of need for services goes up. And, you know, not to mention that the people have, you know, either lost their job because of the pandemic or aren't able to do what they were used to or not able to take care of their family in the way that they were. And so sometimes you start to see people that aren't your typical people that you think that maybe, you know, are, you know, a homeless and a drug addict or a homeless and a drunk. You know, it, it's somebody that could have been your neighbor a year ago that really fell on some hard times and really just didn't have enough support around them. And they turned to different issues, different substance abuse. And I know I've seen that go up this year. Hmm. Well, while we do that, we'll leave that other question for another show. We'll have you come back. You know, and we'll kind of address because that sounds like there's a lot to unpack, you know, there and to remind everyone, you know, just as Greg's talking about, you know, that this we've got the seasons, you know, coming up and a lot of people are under a lot of stress and then you throw the hurricane on top of it. And it's I think which is I think there's nothing wrong. I think, you know, Major Dunn, like as you said, you know, it's money, you know, like there's sometimes, you know, you can, you can get a whole bunch of volunteers to come show up. But then it's a whole lot of work to coordinate, you know, and get them. Or you know, you've got people. You're pumping out three hundred thousand meals. You know, right. it's it's a monetary thing that we need some help with right now. It sounds like. Well, and it's both of those. With Christmas coming, we do need volunteers. That is another way that people can can help and give. Um, we're going to face a very challenging Christmas, especially with bell ringing. Um, typically, we've been able to hire people, and we know how, how difficult it is in our day and age. Um, to get people to come to work. Um, everybody's trying to hire. Um, and I'm just really um, worried, no doubt, of how we're going to get bell ringers on the street to raise money for us. Um, it is going to be a huge challenge um, because everybody's hiring and everybody's offering money off the wall to get people to come to work. Um, that I don't know how we compete with that. Um, but it's going to be a huge challenge for us at Christmas. So one of the things people can do is just volunteer to come ring the bell. Um, give a, give a half a day on a Friday or a Saturday or, um, some other time and come with your family. It's a great way to give. I know Greg and his family does that. Our advisory board does that. Lots of people do. It's a great way to teach your kids how to give back and, um, just give us a call and we can set up a time to, you can, you can go out and ring the bell and what maybe you couldn't give, you could raise um, in front of a Walmart and make several hundred thousand dollars in a half a day um, and, and help the Salvation Army and volunteer. We're going to need volunteers with our Angel Tree program. You know, a lot of businesses that we count on for volunteer help aren't even all back to work yet. Um, and so when you think about us having to process and get toys for now probably three or 4,000 children because of the hurricane and reaching out into some of those other communities that we don't always serve as well, um, that we're gonna give our best effort to at Christmas. Um, we're gonna need a lot of hands um, to help us mm -hmm. with our angel tree program. So if you can adopt an angel and, and buy 
for a child or just buy some toys and bring them or come and volunteer a Saturday when we're ready to start um, sorting and, and bagging and distributing toys for our angel tree. Um, there's lots of ways that people can be involved and give. Um, I think we'll do, you know, whatever we can to help ways like this, get the message out or some other things. I'll get a list of, you know, what you need and see if we can't get that out through, you know, all the different channels we have. Um, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, the work that you're doing with people like Greg behind you and the support of the board and, yeah. you know, these advisories, I think that's what makes these things work in our community, you know? So, you know, if I can help in any way, definitely reach out, let me know. Um, I always tell everybody, you know, you've got more important things to do than sit around and talk to me all day. So I don't but, know. It's, um, it's nice to have a little break and talk to friends today. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Absolutely. you guys both, you know, coming on and, talking and telling us kind of where things are and what we can do. And uh, I think the biggest thing that you probably, in my opinion, I'm not in your shoes, but I think the biggest thing you've got is you're competing with apathy or people forgetting, you know? And so, you know, they say they want to help and they say, yes, somebody's probably, you know, could be listening right now and say, yeah, I'll go ring a bell. I'll, you know, make a donation. And then they get caught up in life at a soccer game with a kid and they forget and one thing leads to another. So I'd say, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help. You call me or text me when you need it. And uh, we'll also, let's get you on the show on a regular interval and let's keep reminding people of what we need and how, what makes, because this is when, when everything goes great in the community, that's great. You know, we have a great community, but it's how we kind of respond, you know, right now and how we rally and help everyone. You know, that's what makes it, you know, really great that you know that when something does happen, people like you are going to be there. So, yeah. I, so I just encourage that. people to go check out our website. Um, it's up and running with all of the current ways that people can be a part and give. So check out SalvationArmyBR.org um, and you can find all the up-to-date information to sign up um, to, to help and give and be a part of continuing Hope at Christmas. Awesome. Great. Can well, I also our Facebook page, uh, <clears throat> Major, the Facebook page. Yes. You know, a lot of people are on <clears throat> social media. You can share a lot of the content that the Salvation Army puts up. You know, a couple button clicks, and next thing you know, you've shared it to all your friends, and that'll help out. And just lastly, on what the Major said, think about you've got teenagers sitting around. We all know they're on their screens. Think about what they would learn an hour out in front of a Walmart ringing a bell, and who they'll see, and what they'll see, and what that will translate in the rest of their day. And, thinking about it and it'll, it'll be a memory that will stay with them uh i don't want to say it's punishment to make them get out there and do that but it is at least you know let, let's get out we can do it yeah. as a family and, and and let's you know let's learn something here and you don't even have to go that far you don't have to do that much you just got to show up uh, that's literally it yeah. yeah yeah pick a you know if you do your shopping on a saturday afternoon just sign up for a saturday afternoon and go an hour early yeah you know, <laughs> yeah go an afternoon you know, a couple hours or whatever it takes yeah i think that's point, it's good so, to teach yeah our screen at Facebook is the Salvation Army of Greater Baton Rouge. So look us up. It's a great, we keep it very active. It's, yeah, it's a great tool to keep people advised of what's going on. So, well, well guys, I appreciate it. Like I said, more important things to do than talk to me, but um, love to, like I said, we'll keep this thing going and we'll get this out and hopefully we can help as many people as we can. So yes, like, I mean, it. tell me what I need to do. I'm there. All right. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it. All right.